Welcome, and thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com. And now for the message from Pastor Nathan Lang. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs. Proverbs tonight, we're going to look at uh, one of the most familiar verses in Proverbs. Um, and I'll tell you, it, it's, it's one of those verses where it's, it's so simple. If we would just get a hold of it, um, it would truly change our week. It, it just will. It just will. You know, our, our world believes that, uh, the lost world believes that, you know, the Bible is antiquated, that, that, you know, there's no need for it, and it's just a literature book or whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of the world, they, they believe that way, uh, and uh, they, they, don't, they don't want the message. But can I tell you that the message of the gospel should never, never be viewed as antiquated to the Christian. Uh, the message of the gospel should always be fresh in our hearts and in our lives uh, so that we can take it fresh to people. Uh, and uh, we ought to be doing that. But I, I think of this in Proverbs chapter number one, the Bible says the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, uh, to give a subtlety to the t- simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and the dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, I want you to think of this as as Solomon, uh, as the Bible says, the son of David, as Solomon is instructing his children, his son, and he's trying to, he's trying to give wisdom. And he says, all right, now, uh, this is what you need to do. And he, and he starts out that verse, uh, that chapter, rather, uh, with that. And then uh, I want you to jump over to chapter number three, Proverbs chapter number three. <clears throat> and once again, this is so simple, but yet it's it's easy to look past. Uh, sometimes you say, is that really it? Have you ever led somebody to the Lord? And they said, that's really, that's all there is to it? <laughs> that couldn't be all there is to it. I, I, I tell you, I know that I've seen dozens of people led to the Lord that way, where they would say that afterwards, that's really all there is to it. I wish I had known that years ago. Uh, it's that it's simple. The way to the, the way to God is simple. It's not complicated. And uh, he's not trying to hide the way to him from us. But, uh, but Proverbs chapter number three, let's look in verse number one. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verses 5 and 6, two of the most familiar verses in this book. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Can I say that these two verses, verses 5 and 6, are, uh, if you don't have those memorized, I want to encourage in here tonight to add, that, add those verses to your memory. Um, they're, they're very, very important verses for us to get. I'm going to dissect them just a little bit here tonight. And I want us to leave here with an understanding of what we're to be doing as Solomon is in instructing his child, uh, this is what you ought to do. Uh, and I don't know about you, but if one of the wisest men in the world comes up to me and says, this is what you need to do, I'm getting a pen and piece of paper out and I'm writing every last word he has to say down. I just am. 
If, uh, if, if there's some need in my life, if, if I'm talking to some, uh, some very successful rich entrepreneur and he says, all right, now this is what you need to do uh, to make sure your finances, where you'll never worry again, I promise you I'm going to be writing down every word he says. I'm going to be picking his brain even more so. Can I have your number? I want to talk some more about this. Somebody approaches me and says, this is all you have to do to live a nice life and to have a healthy life. If you just eat this way and if you just take these certain uh, supplements, uh, then you will live to be uh, a, ver- a very full life. I tell you, I want to know what's going on. But so many times we, we, we come to the book of Proverbs and we just kind of, the book of wisdom here, and we just kind of, kind of skim over it sometimes. And he said, trust in the Lord. You know, Solomon advised his son to live a life of, of trust in God. Very, very simple. And can I say, let, let's bring this, I don't want it to go over any of our heads tonight. I want us to bring it down to the bottom shelf where we can all can eat from it today, tonight, from the Word of God. Uh, if we think of this and if we apply this to our life and how we're trying to uh, encourage and how we're trying to teach our children and our grandchildren and maybe even for some of you great-grandchildren, uh, uh, the fact that he said, uh, here we go, this is, what, this is what you need to do. He said in verse number five, you need to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, it's, it's amazing how easy it is for us to get away when we're, when we're trying to do things our own way that we don't trust God through the small things. Solomon had found that God uh, was worthy to be trusted. And just very simply, he says, all right, now this is what I need you to do. I need you to trust in the Lord. I need you to trust him in here tonight. I need you to trust him with your life. I need you to trust him through the sorrows, through the pains, through the hurts, through all the obstacles. I want you to trust him. Solomon told us uh, to consciously put our trust in the Lord, uh, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that word translated for trust in verse number five, it means to lie helpless or face down. That's what it means. When he says, I want you to trust in the Lord, if you want to look that word up later, it means means, uh, lying down before him saying, "Uh, I I trust you, Uh, face down to him. I trust you. I'm going to follow you. And in the sense of I'm helpless, I can't do this on my own. And can I say that that's exactly how we must view ourselves? Now, I'm not trying to, I don't want us to get discouraged in here tonight, but we need to view ourselves uh, in light of God, uh, and we need, we need to see in here the fact that we need Him. You know, uh, it's so easy to go through life and live this life uh, in the manner of, I've got this under control. We don't. We need his word. We need his, the, the walk. We need the alone time with God. How many of you here just absolutely love alone time? You love it when you can get away from anything and everything. I tell you, I love it. Uh, walking in here, Brother Heek said, you get you a nap? I said, uh, about 30 minutes of broken nap. And, uh, and uh, I said, I've got six kids. You don't nap at my house because they don't nap. And so uh, that's just how it goes. And so, uh, so you know, th- this trust area, we go through so much. We go through so many heartaches, so many burdens, so many trials. And, and we do it in our own flesh. And can I say that that is not what God intends for us to do. He wants there to be a reliance on him. You know, uh, to be face down, to be helpless before the Lord. It pictures a servant waiting for the master's command in readiness to obey. Can I say, when you think of a servant in, in their readiness to obey, whatever they want, whatever their master says to do, they're ready, they're waiting. All right, now what's the next command? All right, I'm ready to do it. Can I say that that's how we should be before God? 
All right, God, what can I do? What, what, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I be ready for the next, the next step in my life, the next command? Hey, I want to be ready for that. You know, thinking of a, a defeated soldier yielding himself to, uh, to a conquering general. Hey, it's the same, same idea here. But he says this. Look at this. He says, trust in the Lord. But then he goes on to say, with all thine heart. With all thine heart. Can I say that it's not enough to just trust God a little bit? It's not enough to say, all right, now trust in the Lord when it's convenient. Trust in the Lord as much as you understand. No, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, when I got saved, I got saved from the top of my head to the bottom of my shoes. And I did not give the Lord a portion of my heart. I gave it all to him. I didn't give the Lord a portion of control in my life. I handed it all over. I said, Lord, best I know how, I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm trusting in you. Uh, you know, it's, it's as simple as that, that simple trust. You know, if, if trust in God is to be true, it must be, it must be complete. There needs to be a complete trust in God. You know, we, we, I mentioned a little bit this morning how we go through life and the people that were around, we, it, it, it amazes me. It amazes me. I had someone come up to me, this was years ago, and they were debating on whether or not to put their kids uh, to, you know, put their kids in, or homeschool their kids or put them in the public school. So they went around to different public school moms that they knew and was asking, what do you think I should do? I said, what do you think they're going to tell you to do? You know, that's the same. Have you, ever ha have you ever had this? I'm sure you've never had this. Someone come up to you and ask you for advice, and you tell them what you think, and they turn around and they say, nope, I'm going to do exactly what I was going to do in the first place. You know, you know what I found? And, and sometimes I, that, that, that bothers me. And not that they didn't do what I say, but I thought, you just wasted my time. <laughs> because you were going to do what you were going to do. What they wanted, what they wanted was for you to agree with them. Right. What they wanted is for you to see it their way. And uh, can I say that when we come to God, we can, you can go to your friends that way if you choose, but we can't go to God with a, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to see it my way. And if you don't see it my way, then I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Can I say that that is not the way to approach God? Amen. That is not. And so <clears throat> when he says uh, in verse number five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, he means all. <laughs> To put half trust in God and half trust in self or, 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 or something else is really failure to trust God at all. Either, either we are 100% on God's side or we're on our side. Either we're 100% surrendered to Him or we're not surrendered to Him at all. Can I say, there's no middle ground with surrender to God. There's no middle ground. There's, it's just like there's no middle ground to serving God and serving the world. There's no middle ground. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the world. There's, there's, there's just no in between there. Uh, but he says, trust in the Lord with all, with all thine heart. Then he goes on to say, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, trusting God with all your heart means to decide to put away your own understanding instead of to choose to trust God and his understanding. Uh, instead of saying, okay, this is what I want to do. All right, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, it's amazing. If you think of Saul, you know, when he, Paul became Saul, he's on the Damascus road. Uh, one of the first things out of his mouth was, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? You see, he was surrendered to God. He was surrendered to what God wanted. But so, so much in our lives, we, we try to run it our way. And can I say, we can't figure out sometimes why we're in such a mess. We can't figure out why things aren't going the way they should be because we're not trusting in God fully 
with all of our heart, and we're not leaning unto his understanding. We're ultimately leaning on our understanding and what we believe to be true and what we to believe to be right. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In verse number six, in all thy ways acknowledge him. You know, trusting God with all of your heart means to honor and acknowledge him in all that we do. In all that we do. Can I say that you see a lot, you see people who they pick and choose what they want to obey out of the Bible. Can I say that we're all guilty of it, by the way? When we say, all right, now this fits me, so this is good. But then we look at our neighbor and then we want to criticize them for not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do in the Bible when we do the same thing sometimes. Can I say that we need to be uh, grace givers? <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to look at everyone else's uh, shortcomings and then we just dismiss our own because, you know, ours is okay because we've justified it. More than a few are afraid to have God direct their paths. Can I say that that can be a scary moment when you say, Lord, it's all surrendered to you. Now you direct my paths. Lord, I want you to direct my paths. <laughs> it, it, it changes the game. You know, when we decide to put our trust in the Lord, think about this of what happens when we do this, when we decide to put our trust in the Lord, when we decide to not trust our own understanding, but to give attention and priority to God's revealed word and then decide to acknowledge and honor God in all that we do. Uh, the moment we can grasp this, the moment we can get a hold of this is the moment we can start seeking and understanding what God's will is. I want you to understand, this is a big deal in here tonight. When we do those things, we can trust that God will direct our paths. When we put our trust in Him, when we decide to trust in His understanding, when we decide to acknowledge and honor God in all that we do, it's going to be a game changer. G. Campbell Morgan uh, gave his own testimony to the truth of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He said, the measure in which I have trusted Jehovah and acknowledged Him has been the measure of walking in the paths of real life. <clears throat> Truth of the matter is, it's very, very easy. Uh, the, the title of the lesson, to, the message tonight is God's guidance, by the way, if you're wondering what God's guidance, that's what, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, but thinking of that word trust, the word trust and faith and believe all basically mean the same thing in the Bible. Faith, trust, and believe, they're pretty much the same thing uh, across the board. They all have the same core meaning. There, there's uh, specific uh, things, though, for each of these words. When the Bible speaks of trust, it implies the, the following things. To be persuaded. When, we're, when we trust, it means uh, the idea of being persuaded. To be persuaded by anything uh, is to be moved to action. When we trust in God and we're persuaded of something, in other words, uh, if you, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, I gave the illustration of me asking for directions to this cemetery and uh, they did not persuade me. I wasn't confident in what they were trying to tell me. And so there was a division there. Uh, but the moment we were able to connect, okay, you go down to Smith Road. Okay, there we go. Now you've got me persuaded. You knew the road. You knew where we were going. And so that was able to persuade me because I felt they knew what, what they were talking about, not just going off a of land. Landmarks. And so uh, it, it changed my trust in them. And so trusting the Lord goes so much further uh, than just thinking uh, that God probably uh, is what he says he is. It's so much more than thinking that God is good and God uh, is sovereign and thinking that God is love. It means to be completely convinced that he is everything he claims to be. Can I say this in here today? Uh, that, uh, that this book, I believe this book from cover to cover, 
I just do. I believe every word of it. Uh, I, I don't doubt any bit of the Bible. Do I understand every aspect of it? No, I don't. None of us do. But I believe it to be God's word. I believe it to be true. And so therefore, uh, I've, if I can say this, I've written God a blank check saying, all right, I trust you and what you're saying. I may not understand it all, but I trust what you're telling me. How many of you ever, uh, you, you've gone to the mechanic to get your car fixed? How many of you ever gone to the mechanic to get your car fixed? How many of you felt as helpless as I did when they were telling you what was wrong and that it was going to cost you three grand to fix it? How many of you, 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 you know that feeling? I know some of you are giggling because you've been through that recently. And so that trust level, it's like, ah, I don't fully trust you because I'm afraid that they're trying to get over on me. I'm afraid that they're, that they're trying to, you know, whatever the case is, maybe you've had some contractors to your house to do some work and they told you what it was going to cost and, uh, and it was going uh, to be uh, even more. I went to the chiropractor the other day and they told me, uh, they told me how much it was going to be and then uh, I came back the next visit and it had gone up $300. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait a second now. Whoa, time out, time out. You just lost my trust. You told me it was going to be this, and now it's this. And so we went back and we got it taken care of. But what I'm simply trying to illustrate for you in here tonight is this. Uh, there wasn't a trust level there. Can I say that when it comes with God, there's never anything that he puts across our path that we should step back and say, I don't know if I can do that. But you know, we do that all the time. There should never be a moment when God says, all right, now this is what, this is what you need to do. This is, you, need to, you need to be faithful to him. You need to be, you need to be loyal. You need, to, you need to have a good reputation. You need to have character. You need to have integrity in your life. You need to serve him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Hey, we need to be forgivers. We need to be grace givers. We need to be peacemakers. Hey, when the Bible says all of these things that we ought to be, we ought not step back and say, oh, no, I can't do any of those things. No. Hey, there's a trust in God that I have that says, Lord, I may not understand it, but I'm just going to trust you. What am I trying to say? Hey, hey, use that, use that as a tool. Uh, but, but trusting in God, you know, it's very, very easy to say, I trust you, but our actions are not showing that we really trust him. I trust you, God, until, hey, can I say that if God wants you to do something, he's going to give you the ability to do it. I'm too shy to be a soul winner. No, you're not. No, you're not. You may be too scared to be a, a soul winner, but you're not too shy. You can come out of that shell. How do I know that? Because I did. Write this down. True trust is always backed up by obedience. True trust is always backed up by obedience. You cannot justly say you, tr you, you trust God if you don't obey him. True trust is going to be followed up with obedience. God, I trust you, therefore I'm going to do what you say. You know, if my children, if I give my children something to do and they don't do it, uh, there's, there's a lack of trust there. There's a lack of trust there for some reason. I think of that hymn we sing, Trust and Obey. You know, it was inspired by the simple testimony of a young Christian during a revival, during a revival meeting in Massachusetts. The, this man stood to his feet and shared that he was not sure about everything God wanted him to do, but he knew that whatever it was, he was going to do this. I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey, is what he said. These words stirred the heart of the song leader, Daniel Towner. Towner then shared these words with his friend, John Samus. John Samus was someone who knew what it meant to trust and obey. At an early age, he entered the business world and eventually was on staff at the YMCA. After entering the career field, he felt the need, the Lord tugging on his heart to enter the ministry. He chose to trust and obey the Lord by choosing to preach, leaving his business career behind. After hearing the testimony of this young Christian, John Samus took <coughs> those words 
I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey. And he used those to write the lyrics to what would become one of the most loved hymns, Trust and Obey. After choosing God's call over his own plans, he had learned that it is always better to trust and obey. For there's no other way but to trust and obey. Can I say that we've got to be obedient, we've got to be willing? One of the greatest biblical examples of someone willing to do what God asked him was Joshua. And I'm not going to turn there for the sake of time tonight, but we were there this morning. But Joshua chapter 6, the walls of Jericho, you, you, you should know the story in here. If not, see me after the service and I'll tell it to you. Uh, but you know the story of the walls of Jericho. They marched around uh, and all of that and shouted and, the, you know, the, the, the trumpet and all that stuff. And, and those wall, that wall came down and uh, Israel had seen God do some great things. And God had miraculously brought them out of Egypt and allowed them to cross the Red Sea. And they, they had enough evidence to know that they could trust the Lord. That they could trust the Lord. But you know what happens after some time we, we get used to things. And God says, all right, now this is what I want you to do. And for some reason we fall back into that old, that old flesh and that old, that old whatever it is that keeps us from being obedient. And we start doubting. And we start doubting. Can I say this, that... Um, that Satan loves to get people to doubt. You know, Satan will give little half-truths in there, and, you know, half-truth is a lie. Yea, hath God said, did God really say this? Did God really say this? But then I want you to focus on the word lean, on the word lean. The word lean. Look look at Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, uh, anytime you lean on something, you're relying on it, and you're resting on it when you lean on something. To rely, you know, one of the most dangerous places to be is a place in which we're relying on our own understanding and our own understanding. And uh, that's a dangerous place when we're not seeking God and His wisdom and His Word and the Holy Spirit and we're not allowing Him to speak to us. Hey, can I tell you, a lot of bad decisions are made when we're not walking with God. A lot, a, lot, a lot of bad decisions are made when we're not thinking properly, when we're not walking in the Spirit. A lot of bad decisions are made in that moment, some decisions spiritual, and some decisions that could change the course of our service for the Lord. If we're not careful, we'll allow ourselves to undo in the dark what God did in the light. Never rely on your own understanding. You say, I just really don't know what to do in this matter. Then you better be very careful. You better get some, some wisdom. Better get some advice. Get some counsel from the Word of God. Get some counsel from someone who you know. You know, here's the thing. When I need some spiritual counseling, uh, I don't go to my old school buddies who aren't saved. Are you with me here? When, when, I, when I need some counseling, uh, spiritual counseling, uh, if I want to get some counseling on something that's not spiritual, then maybe I'll uh, you know, consult a friend or something. Uh, but when I want some spiritual counseling, I don't go to somebody to just tell me what I want to hear. I go, you know, I specifically have people that I counsel with who I know are going to shoot, me, shoot it to me straight. And can I say that we need those type of people in our lives to tell us straight like it is to say, hey, you know what? You're not thinking straight on this. You're not, in the, you're not even in the ballpark on what you need to be doing in this area. Can I just encourage you in here today to seek counsel from the Lord in whatever area you need that you're praying about, that you're struggling with. When you say you're resting on something, you're, you're conveying a message. You convey that you're finding comfort on what you're resting on. You found the spot that brings ease and contentment. And as you lean on God, you'll be amazed at the peace that God can bring. That God can bring. 
The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. When you're trusting in the Lord, you have no reason to worry about anything. Are you with me here tonight, church? When we have a trust in God, the reality is there is going to be a peace that passeth all understanding. When we're fully trusting with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, when we're truly trusting in Him, listen, problems are still going to arise, yes. Heartaches are still going to come up, yes. But there's going to be uh, areas in your life where you don't know what you're going to do, but you still have a trust in God. And listen, that is what's going to help sustain you through it. Because I know God's going to say, the reality is, there's not very much that I fear because I know God is in control. I know that. I know in my right sound mind, I know God is in control. I know he's going to take care of whatever problem comes up tomorrow for me. I know that. But it's one thing to know it. It's, a, it's another thing to apply it when things are happening and going wrong. Bible says in Philippians 4 and verse number 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Can I say, if I can give you uh, the word acknowledge, he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And can I say, there's a few ways that we need to acknowledge God. And one of them is very clear. We just read it a moment ago. And that is through prayer. Through prayer. We ought to be in a constant state of prayer. Prayer is something that we can all improve upon every day. Prayer. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. <clears throat> the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to pray without ceasing. So the Bible is very clear uh, that uh, it wants us to pray, uh, that God wants us to pray, that he wants us to talk with him. And here's the deal. Prayer, it's not, we, we've missed the point. And if you're anything like me, you've gotten a hurry and you, and, and, Sometimes in your, our lives, we, we say this quick, quick, dear Lord, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. We were just praying, at, at, with, my, I was praying with my kids just on Saturday. And, uh, and we were there and we were praying. And one of us said, all right, now it's, it's your turn to pray. Go ahead and pray. And, and uh, dear Jesus, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. I said, whoa, whoa no. No, 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 no. That's, that's not talking to God. That's getting through it. That's obligation. That's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not what I'm looking for here. You know, it's our responsibility to teach our children and grandchildren how to pray. Amen. Now, notice what I said, grandchildren. What I mean by that is if your children are not teaching your grandchildren how to pray, then I believe you should step up and show them what prayer is. Amen. So, all right, let's do that again. You know, that's not the first time I've done that with my kids, and I don't, I'm not mad at them. But I want my kids to see past, dear Jesus, thank you for the food, amen. What is that? That's nothing. I want there to be a reverence. I want there to be a respect. I want there to be a coming to God. I want there, we're in the presence of God. I want there to be a thankfulness. But here, what is prayer? Prayer is showing our reliance on God. We know he provided this meal, uh, but there's something to thanking him and giving him credit for it. You know, there's something I, I don't want. I don't want credit for what God does in this church. I don't. I don't want credit for leading people to Christ. I want God to get the credit. I don't want credit for, for if my prayer life is where it I don't want credit. Hey, it's God. It's God. 
But you know what? There's, I, I said there's, uh, there's several ways that we go to him. I said one is prayer, uh, but there's another one, and that's praise. You not only acknowledge God through prayer, but you acknowledge God through praise. The Bible says he is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. The Bible says he is Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. He is the one who protects us uh, during both physical battles and spiritual battles. Never, never take for granted the protection that God provides. Uh, Praise him for it. He is our banner. He is uh, Jehovah Kadesh, your sanctifier. He is the one who works in us and brings us closer to Christ. The Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He is Jehovah Ra, uh, our shepherd. He is the one who watches us us, protects us, cares for us, leads us, and does all uh, a loving shepherd should do. Can I say that there's a whole lot more, look at me now church, I'm not going to be too much longer here tonight, there's a whole lot more going on in our lives, whether you believe in God or not, whether you're serving him or not, there's a whole lot more that he's doing for us right now than we give credit for or even acknowledge or know that he's doing. He is our banner, he is our protection He is our shepherd. Uh, He is always watching about us. He is always looking out. And if you know anything about a shepherd, and I I did a lot of studying on shepherds. I've never been a you know physical you know sheep. shepherd, uh, but, but I know as a, as a pastor, as a shepherd, I, I've studied that uh, in years past, uh, and I see that a shepherd, they are all about those sheep. They know what's going on amongst them. They know if one's slipping away. They know if one's been hurt. They know, and you know, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Anytime you find yourself hurt or broken, turn it all over to the Lord. He can heal your broken heart like nobody else can. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. But there's another way, and the last one, it's through preaching. We acknowledge Christ as we proclaim the truths of his word. Can I say this? You can be a preacher and not be up in this pulpit. Preachers proclaiming the truth, proclaiming the word of God. Proclaiming the word of God. Be a light for God in the dark world through proclaiming the gospel to every creature. Proclaiming the gospel to every creature. Trust in the Lord. He's perfect in all of his ways and his plans for you and I are better than our plans. Lean on him, rest on his strength and be content in his perfect plans and acknowledge him in all of your ways. He has great plans. He has great plans for us. You know, acknowledging him is something that is great because what what that does is it helps it helps us, it's a way for us to share the gospel. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Something happens in your life and you're able to tell a coworker, wow, God did something great in my life this week. You know, you can speak of God as if he's a real person because he is. God did something great in my life. You know, you know what I love? I had somebody in the, a newer Christian that I've been working on. They know how I feel about that and giving, giving praise to God and giving credit to God. And they had recently bought a house and I was talking with them and trying to encourage them and, 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 and they, said, uh, they said, look what God did. Look what God provided. And this is a new Christian. 
And, uh, and I'm seeing, their, I'm seeing their, their viewpoint go from, I did this, this was my working, I saved up, I paid for this, to God did this. And I look at this building, hey, God did this. See somebody say, hey, God did that. Hey, give God credit. Give God credit. Acknowledge him for the things. You know what that's going to do? It's going to help you to see just how much God really does. When everything's falling apart, when nothing's going right, hey, God, but I I have a place to stand in right now. Hey, God, I've got heat instead of (laughs) freezing cold. It could be worse. Am I right? It could be worse. I think of that lady this morning where she was talking about you know, she said, we don't know what poverty is. And you know what? She's, she's absolutely right. She, tr- she truly is. We're blessed. We're so blessed in America. So simple that those two verses, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what God's will is. Well, if you acknowledge him, he will direct you. He promised. He will direct you. But you've got to acknowledge him. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com.